Welcome to day 346 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we are reading the prophet Zechariah, which puts us near the end of our third season together. Uh, we have a couple more weeks as we finish uh, the story of the prophets. And of course, Zechariah, along with Haggai, are prophesying as a beleaguered people return from exile, uh, where they have been under God's judgment. And now they come to the place, you know, that Jeremiah has, you know, talked about the restoration of the people for a hope and for a future to prosper and not to harm. And uh, Zechariah is carrying the first part of his book, you know, through eight visions. So we continue with those visions, picking up uh, where we left off in chapter five uh, yesterday. Uh, before we read, um, and uh, we, we say this with every podcast, we, we pause. Uh, this is a moment where we enter into the presence of our Lord to hear the word of our Lord and to be transformed by the Spirit of our Lord. So we always, you know, come here not you know simply in a in a spirit of checking a box in order to be better disciples or in a spirit of learning a few you know fun facts you know through Scripture or even in a spirit of putting all these prophecies together to predict the end times. Mm -hmm. we, we come simply to be transformed by Christ through His presence in us. So before we read, Katie, do you mind lifting us up in prayer? Absolutely. Father, um, as we open up your word together as your people, would you remind us of your um, the identity that you've given us as your children? Remind us um, of your character and your heart toward us and um, just how you've chosen to reveal yourself to us. And it's such a grace that we have the opportunity to open up your word. It's such a grace that you've promised um, to, to be present with us um, by your spirit. And these are graces that we so often take for granted. And I pray, God, that you would help us to see the deep value in them. Would you meet with us today as we read um, these verses of scripture would you change our hearts lord uh, and help us to see and behold your beauty it's in christ's precious and powerful name we pray amen zechariah 5 in verse 5 and then the angel who was speaking to me came forward and said to me look up and see what is appearing i asked what is it and he replied it is a basket and he added this is the iniquity of the people throughout the land. And the cover of lead was raised, and there in the basket sat a woman. He said, This is wickedness. And he pushed her back into the basket and pushed its lead cover down on it. Then I looked up, and there before me were two women with the wind in their wings. They had wings like those of a stork, and lifted up the basket between heaven and earth. Where were they going, or were they taking the basket? I asked the angel who was speaking to me. He replied, to the country of Babylonia to build a house for it. When the house is ready, the basket will be set there in its place. I looked up again, and there before me were four chariots coming out from between two mountains, mountains of bronze. first chariot had red horses, the second black, the third white, and the fourth dappled, all of them powerful. I asked the angel who was speaking to me, What are these, my lord? The angel answered me, These are the four spirits of the heaven going out from standing in the presence of the Lord of the whole world. Uh, the one with the black horse is going toward the north country, the one with the white horses toward the west, and the one with the dappled horses toward the south. When the powerful horses went out, they were straining to go throughout the earth. And he said, Go throughout the earth. So they went throughout the earth. Then he called to me, 
Look, those going toward the north country have given my spirit rest in the land of the north. The word of the Lord came to me. Take silver and gold from the exiles Heldai, Tobiah, and Jedidiah, who have arrived from Babylon. Go the same day to the house of Josiah, son of Zephaniah. Take the silver and gold and make a crown and set it on the head of the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak. Tell him this is what the Lord Almighty says. Here is a man whose name is Branch, and he will branch out from this place and build the temple of the Lord. It is he who will build the temple of the Lord, and he will be clothed with majesty and will sit and rule on his throne, and he will be a priest on his throne, and there will be harmony between the two. The crown will be given to Heldiah, Tabajah, Jedidiah, and Hen, son of Zephaniah, as a memorial in the temple of the Lord. Those who are far away will come and help build the temple of the Lord, and you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. This will happen if you diligently obey the Lord your God. What crazy vision of a, a woman in a basket yeah. and a crown for Joshua as we come you know, to the you know, two final visions you know, in the book of Zechariah uh, that we've been building on. And uh, so it's kind of interesting to see uh, the woman in the basket who is a representation of, of evil and uh, or iniquity of the people and in the land. And uh, she's in a pretty small basket. It's an Eva basket, <laughs> uh, but it has a lead covering and she tries to get out. She's pushed back into it and the angels take her away. So it's a, yeah, it's a, uh, the word for iniquity, you know, is feminine in Hebrew. And so somehow represented, you know, by, by this woman. So that's interesting. Not controversial. No comment. Yeah. yeah. All I can think about is like the images, you know, like at a kid's show where a stork is delivering babies and it's like, oh yeah. You know, carrying eat born in sin. This is, this is well, it. And Zach Rocky was like, well, what are these? Yeah. <laughs> Again. Th- these are, you know, an interest, and interestingly enough, we do not know what these, you know, creatures are, these women with wings, <laughs> you know, like storks. But this is where we get, you know, most of the time whenever angels appear in scripture, they are men and they're, they're very human in their appearance. You know, this this is where we kind of get, you know, our Christmas pageant angels. Mm. We have these two women with uh, the wind blowing through their hair and the wings of the stork that carry, you know, carry the, the basket, you know, yeah. to Babylon and it finds its place in Babylon. And you, you kind of have a, you know, a mimicking of the Ark of the Covenant, you know, there. You have the, the two yeah. angels guarding it. You have it placed in a house, uh, in its place, in, in the house. And, and, of course, you have the contrast that you're going to have throughout Scripture between the city of God and the city yeah. of man. And, and Babylon, or Babel from the very beginning, is a place where man, you know, built, you know, these towers to make a name for himself. And there's a place where iniquity resides, you know, in the power yeah. and the pleasures, you know, of this world. And, of course, yeah. that's what you'll see, the great harlot Babylon yeah. in the book of Revelation. Yeah, that's what I was going to... Yeah, it's, it's just this anti-arc, and it's interesting. I mean, you quoted uh, Isaiah sixty-six yesterday, but we're coming right off the building of the house of God that God is going to to restore. He's going to build His house, and then in the the kind of anti-city of God, you have the house of idolatry. You know, the house of sin that will be built, and so you have this contrast really between you know the day that is coming where God will restore, you know, His house. He will set all things right there. And then you get this flying sc- scroll and this picture of judgment, and you know, and then it's going to go all the way to the house of you know, idolatry, and we're just—I I think that contrast is really vivid when um, you begin to see it that way. I think obviously we're—you can elaborate probably more on the Paul, but we're seeing in verses 
12 and 13 a, a foreshadowing of of Christ and one who's going to come and be a better high priest even than Joshua who is going to build the true temple and he's one that's clothed majesty who sits to rule on this throne and one that does bring harmony no, it, the it, priest it, king. no it, yeah. Yeah, it is a, it, it is an incredible picture uh, that you have you know the fashioning of the crown and, and of course one of the final acts of Nebuchadnezzar or Nebuchadnezzar you know was to take the crown of the king of Judah and trample it in the dirt and here a new crown is fashioned mm-hmm. and it's placed not on the head of the king but on the head of the priest and he doesn't get to keep it mm-hmm. you know the, the, the crown is placed on his head but then it is given to the servants of the temple to put in a temple a, as a memorial and so it is pointing to the day when the two will live in harmony mm-hmm. in the words of the text both priest and king will be joined together in one person mm-hmm. and of course you have that in Psalm 110 where the king is anointed and he said you will be a priest forever you know after the order of Melchizedek and of course we see the writer of Hebrews saying that Jesus is the one in which the two have come together mm-hmm. and they find their harmony he is both our priest and our king and yet the crown that he wore on earth, like while he was here, was yeah. a crown of thorns. It just is just so moving to think that our priest king that had been, you know, so eagerly awaited for so many years, you know, wore a crown of thorns for us. That was yeah. No, the ironies are rich and, and deep and moving, you know, in so many ways. And and of course, you know, you're, you have building on the Davidic promise. It is he who will build the temple of the Lord uh, and will be clothed with majesty and will sit and rule on his throne and he'll be a priest on his throne, uh, which is just crazy language. Again, you know, priests didn't sit on thrones. They labored, you know, before the throne of God mm. and there'll be harmony, you know, between the two. And then you have to love verse 15. Those who are far away will come and help and build the temple. And, of course, both Paul and Peter use that image that we, as Gentiles, are being built up as a temple of the Lord in which he dwells, you know, by, you know, by, by his spirit. So we are those who are far away. Yeah. yeah. And we are those who have been far away, you know, brought near. So the images here are just almost endless and so deeply rich and uh, so incredibly moving. It's so encouraging. It's just sad that we don't read this book more than we do you know all these images are so encouraging and once again a reminder of the importance of reading the whole of scripture and like because without the new testament these images to us wouldn't be nearly as rich and without these images the new testament wouldn't be nearly as rich we need we need the whole of scripture to i don't know it's just really sweet no i think you know we started the week by talking about you know god's desire to be known and he's made himself known through creation uh he has revealed his heart and character through scripture but of course both creation and scripture come into clear focus when we see christ Mm -hmm. and we are a people who read backward uh you know we, we we begin with you know the glory of what god has accomplished in christ and uh, we begin to see these images that are preparing us for ultimately, you know, God's work. And it's, 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 and, and we even read, you know, here, you know, we're up, you know, where God says to the priest and those serving the temple, you are symbols mm-hmm. and of what yeah. we're about to do. And uh, then you see Jesus saying, all of these things point to me. 
Mm-hmm. And it's been a rich week, you know, in the book of Zechariah as we read that. Let's uh, close with a word of prayer. David, do you mind? Yeah, let's pray. And Father, we do thank you for the richness of your word. Um, and we think that your word is not just cold words on the page, but it's living and active. And it, it's a word that wants to interact with us and most importantly, point us to Christ Jesus. And so may we see Christ in your word today. Uh, may that encourage us. May it comfort us. And may it do a deep work in us to help us to be your people in this time and in this place. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.